भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्ण रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर फोर एंटाइटल्ड हिरण्य कशिपु टेरारेजिस द यूनिवर्स टेक्स्ट नंबर थर्टी एट राइट आसीन पर्यटन अश्न शयान प्रपिबन ब्रुवन गोविंद आसीन पर्यटन अश्न शयान प्रपिबन इब्रुवन गोविंद आसीन पर्यटन अश्न शयान प्रपिबन ब्रुवन गोविंद आसीन पर्यटन अश्न गोविंद आसीन पर्यटन अश्न शयान प्रपिबन ब्रुवन गोविंद आसीन पर्यटन अश्न शयान प्रपिबन गोविंद आसीन पर्यटन अश्न गोविंद आसीन पर्यटन अश्न शयान प्रपिबन ब्रुवन गोविंद आसीन वैल सिटिंग पर्यटन वैल वॉकिंग अश्न वैल ईटिंग शयान वैल लाइंग डाउन प्रपिबन वैल ड्रिंकिंग ब्रुवन वैल टॉकिंग न नॉट 
anusandhate new etani all these activities govinda but the supreme personality of godhead who enlivens the senses parirambhitaha being embraced translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhupad prahlad maharaj was always absorbed in thought of krishna thus being always embraced by the lord he did not know how his bodily necessities such as sitting walking eating lying down drinking and talking were being automatically performed purport a small child while being cared for by his mother does not know how the needs of the body for eating sleeping lying down passing water and evacuating are being fulfilled he is simply satisfied to be on the lap of his mother similarly prahlad maharaj was exactly like a small child being cared for by govinda the necessary necessary activities of his body were being performed without his knowledge as a father and mother care for their child govinda cared for prahlad maharaj who remained always absorbed in thoughts of govinda this is krishna consciousness prahlad maharaj is a vivid example of perfection on krishna consciousness om ajnanati mirandhasya gnananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale स्वयं कदाहदातीपदाकम वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतापकमल श्रीगुरोन्वैष्णवाश्चम सागरजाता सहगणारघुनाधन्वित तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजनासहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादगणलिताशाखान्विता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पति गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधाकांता नमोस्तुति तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिए वाछाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नमो विष्णुपादा कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी गौरवाणी प्रचारिणी निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चात्यदेशिणी जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद्रीअद्वैता गदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे
ஹரே கிருஷ்ணா வெரி கிரேட்ஃபுல் டு பி அமங்ஸ்ட் ஆல் ஆஃப் யூ இன் திஸ் பியூட்டிஃபுல் காங்கிரிகேஷன் ஆஃப் இஸ்கான் மெல்பர்ன் வெரி ஹாப்பி டு சி த பியூட்டிஃபுல் ஃபார்ம்ஸ் ஆஃப் கவர்னேதாய் ராதா வல்லப்ஜி அண்ட் ஜெகநாத் பல்தேவ் சுபத்ரா அண்ட் வெரி ஹாப்பி டு மீட் சோ மெனி சில்ட்ரன் ஐ ஹாவ் பீன் இன்ட்ராக்டிங் வித் தெம் ஆன்லைன் அண்ட் நவ் ஆன் சைட் last four days i was with them and again they are manifesting here <laughs> even shlokas also they are only reciting elders are hardly reciting <laughs> very nice to see such a vibrant uh, uh, community of uh, devotees here at melbourne uh, very happy and grateful to be with you so today uh, with the blessings of all the senior vaishnavas present here i would like to speak a few words about the glories of uh, Prahlad Maharaj based on this beautiful shloka from the 4th chapter of the 7th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam as you know in the previous few chapters we have seen Hiranyakashipu lost his brother who is that Hiranyaksha so Hiranyaksha was killed by Varahadev and Hiranyakashipu felt uh, so envious of uh, Lord Vishnu and he wanted to uh, kill lord vishnu so he did tapasya to please lord brahma and he received so many boons from brahma and now he is terrorizing the universe with all his boons hiranyakashipu exhibited so much of sense control self control to receive those boons and with the power of those very boons he became a victim of his own uncontrolled senses that's the irony here right so demoniac people undergo so much of austerity so much of uh, tapasya to receive some benedictions some boons but uh, although they have exhibited great self control great determination uh, great concentration to receive the boons by the strength of those very boons they will become a victim of uncontrolled senses the results of those boons will again plunge them into uh, a whirlpool of sensual desires and uh, demoniac qualities uh, which they already have so the determination that they exhibited to receive the boons was not with a pure intent yes we can even take inspiration <laughs> from the determination that these people show okay in achieving their goals but their intention is pure poor intention is poor not pure <laughs> and intention is uh, poor and goal is also very impure right so because of that although they attain the purpose of their uh, of their austerities they always become dissatisfied hiranyakashipu as some of the verses in the previous uh, chapters or maybe this chapter that reveal uh hiranyakashipu was always dissatisfied he was never satisfied <laughs> okay he was not at all satisfied although he has occupied the heavenly planets and he was uh, um, sitting in uh, very privileged positions thrones uh, enjoying all kinds of facilities of the upper planets still his eyes were intoxicated he was always uh, in a dissatisfied state of mind right because any amount of sense gratification cannot satisfy the soul 
any amount of facility that is available for enjoying on a material plane cannot satisfy the soul. What satisfies the soul? Love for Krishna. And that satisfaction we can see in the case of Prahalad Maharaj, not in Hiranyakashipu. Prahalad apparently at this moment, he is just a five-year-old child. Oh, no, he's not even, um, his birth is not yet uh, mentioned. Basically the qualities of Prahalad are being enumerated. Okay. His Guru Naradamuni glorifies Prahalad as if he has five mouths. And the Supreme Lord Vishnu himself also glorifies Prahalad Maharaj, his own devotee, as if he has five mouths or ten mouths, whatever. <laughs> so, he, Prahalad, although he is such a young devotee, he could completely please the hearts of his worshipable master Vishnu and also his worshipable guru Narada, that they are being eager to glorify this boy, this child, okay. So, to that degree, he was determined in just chanting Hare Krishna, in just uh, 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 worshipping the Supreme Lord, thinking of the Lord, that's all. Smaranam, always doing Krishna Smaranam, right? Always doing Govinda Smaranam. He's always perceiving uh, Lord Govinda to be embracing Him. Govinda Parirambhitam, as the shloka says, Govinda Parirambhitaha, He's being embraced by uh, the Lord. So, there's a great contrast between Prahalad's character and Hiranyakashipu's character. So, the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam has this theme, Uti. There are ten topics of Bhagavatam, right? Any of you know? Uh, that is, Atra Sargo Visargascha Sthanam Poshanam Utayaha, Manvantaresha Nukatha Nirodho Muktirashrayaha, Sarga, the creation done by the Lord, Visarga, creation done by Brahma and Prajapatis. So, like that, there is one topic called Uti. Uti means inclination. The inclination can be of two types, auspicious and inauspicious. Auspicious inclination is in the case of Prahalad Maharaj, who is a pure devotee. He is inclined to perform bhakti unto Krishna. And inauspicious inclination is seen in the example of Hiranyakashipu, right? He is demoniac. So, he is inclined to kill Lord Vishnu. <laughs> he is inclined uh, to kill Prahalad. There is an auspicious inclination. So, seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam uh, describes this uti or inclination in, through the examples of Hirandakashpa and Prahalad. So, coming to Prahalad, he, Prabhupada writes in the purport, Prahalad Maharaj is the vivid example of perfection in Krishna consciousness. What made him so perfect? Now, you see, there is this beautiful shloka from the first canto of Bhagavatam. Savai pumsam parodharmo yato bhakti radhokshajem ahaituki apratihata yayatma suprasidati Savai pumsam parodharmo The supreme dharma, the supreme duty of every living being is yato bhakti radhokshaje That which invokes pure devotion unto Lord Hari, Lord Adhokshaja. Right? And that bhakti has to be performed in what way? Ahaituki and apratihata. Ahaituki means without any material motivations, without any selfish desires, without any personal agendas, right? That is ahaituki bhakti. Okay. Apratihata means without any breaks, without any interruptions, okay, without any uh, inconsistencies or irregularities. Whenever bhakti is performed without any motivations and without any interruptions, naturally that kind of bhakti will satisfy the soul. 
complete satisfaction of the soul is guaranteed when we perform bhakti with pure intent and consistent attempt advancement and satisfaction in devotional service are dependent on the purity of our intent and the consistency of our attempt that is purity of intent means ahituki consistency in attempt means apratihata right so we see prahlad had the opportunity of uh, receiving a bona fide vaishnava guru even before he took birth <laughs> okay even before he is born he is uh, a pure devotee so he was within the womb of mother kayadu and naradumani gave shelter to kayadu in his ashram and he was speaking some spiritual subject matters to kayadu and kayadu was in great anxiety she could not focus on the class right she was thinking of 10 different things uh, she was thinking when will my husband return uh, what will happen to my son already the devatas have attacked my son parhala they wanted to kill him so what will happen to him so she was anxious about the safety of her son and husband therefore she could not focus on naradamuni's instructions so uh, but parhala did not have any anxieties in mind <laughs> right so he was totally absorbed in the class another important point <laughs> when we are too anxious on a material plane we cannot focus on spiritual subject matters <laughs> okay when we are free from material anxieties they are there material anxieties continues to continue to exist but we should prioritize you know spiritual uh, activities and absorption in spiritual activities will relieve us from material anxieties and when we think less of material anxieties then we can uh, absorb more in spiritual subject matters so kayadu could not do that but prahlad was able to do that he was within, within the womb he was able to uh, hear harikatha from lord hari's great devotee narada muni okay this is an example of apratihata bhakti apratihata bhakti means no inconsistency no impediment uninterrupted bhakti so ahaituki apratihata these two words can have multiple meanings let's take ahaituki ahaituki means uh, no motivations in your performance of bhakti okay that's clear no motivations in performing bhakti ahaituki can also means causeless hetu means cause ahaitik means causeless so bhakti is causeless bhakti is causeless what does that mean there is no external cause for bhakti bhakti is the only cause of bhakti bhaktiya sanjataya bhaktiya okay so what is the cause of bhakti in prahlad there is bhakti within the heart of narada muni that bhakti inside the heart of narada muni is the cause of bhakti inside the heart of prahlad when i have devotion i can inspire devotion in others right when you have devotion you can inspire devotion in others if we ourselves don't have devotion how can we inspire devotion in someone else right prahlad is a great devotee that devotion is coming from narada muni another great devotee another pure devotee right so ahaituki means causeless bhakti bhakti cannot be generated by some austerities bhakti cannot be generated by some kind of uh, pious activities rituals etc etc bhakti is originated from bhakti only right when a pure devotee has bhakti he can give that bhakti to others right sahayitu ki means causeless 
Ahaiti means unmotivated bhakti. It also means causeless bhakti. Then come to apratihata. Apratihata means consistent bhakti, uninterrupted bhakti. So there is no uh, interruption in the flow of one's bhakti. Means there is consistency in our chanting. There is consistency in our reading of Bhagavatam and other uh, bona fide Vaishnava scriptures. There is consistency in our services to Guru and Krishna and Vaishnavas. So there is consistency, right? So that is uninterrupted bhakti, that is apratihata. But apratihata can also mean something more. Apratihata means nothing can break the flow of bhakti. Maybe you can come little forward. There are some devotees coming from behind. So apratihata means the flow of bhakti cannot be interrupted by any material circumstances. Although Prahalad was a small child who is not yet born, <laughs> still Prahalad had the uh, bandwidth to get absorbed in bhakti. So no material circumstance can block bhakti. That's what apratihata means. Here Prahalad uh, is the son of a demon. So his demoniac birth did not obstruct the flow of bhakti. Prahalad is a small child, not yet born. That also was not an impediment in his bhakti. So when the guru is potent with a pure intent and when the disciple is receptive, the flow of inspiration in bhakti is seamless. Right? So the flow of bhakti from a guru to a disciple becomes very seamless to the degree the guru is potent and the disciple is receptive. Right? Now we have Zoom calls. Uh, a person is speaking in the Zoom call, another person is hearing in the Zoom call. So you should have good Wi-Fi. Okay? When you are speaking, you should have good Wi-Fi, good signal. Okay? So then only your voice will be transmitted. And when you are hearing, you should have good signal, then only you can receive it. So the strength of signal matters whether you are transmitting or receiving. So when the transmitter is in good range and when the receiver is also in good range, then the communication happens very seamlessly. Similarly, when the guru is potent and when the disciple is sincere, the transmission of inspiration in bhakti becomes seamless. Therefore, apratihata can also mean seamless. Ahaituki apratihata means causeless and seamless. Causeless and ceaseless bhakti. Selfless and seamless bhakti. If you want to remember easily. Causeless and ceaseless. Selfless and seamless. Unmotivated and uninterrupted bhakti. Okay. So, Prahalad is an example of that. So, when our uh, bhakti is like this, without any motivations, without any interruptions, then complete satisfaction of the heart is guaranteed. That's what the last line says. Yayatma suprasidati, complete satisfaction. So when we are not deriving that satisfaction in bhakti, despite practicing bhakti for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, we should go back and check our motivations. <laughs> we should go back and check our consistency. Right? If my intent in chanting Hare Krishna is pure, if my intent in studying Srimad Bhagavatam is pure, if my intent in serving the Lord is pure, satisfaction is guaranteed. How can Bhagavatam make a wrong statement? Bhagavatam cannot make a false statement, right? And if I am consistent in my, uh, in my bhakti, right, I am not 
being irregular or inconsistent in my bhakti, uh, then satisfaction is guaranteed, right? So intent has to be pure and apart from intention, we should also have intensity. Yesterday we were discussing this. Intention plus intensity, right? Ahaituki and Aparatihata. Then Suprasiddhati, complete satisfaction. So here is Prahalad Maharaj. He is totally absorbed in bhakti. Whether he is sitting or sleeping or eating or walking or dancing or whatever he is doing, he is, he is completely Krishna conscious. That's what the shloka says. Asinaha paryatan ashnan shayanaha prapiban bruvan nanu sandhatu etani govinda parirambhitaham Asinaha, while sitting. Paryatan, while walking. Ashnan, while eating. Shayanam, while sleeping. Then prapiban, while drinking. Bruvan while talking. Six things, right? He is absorbed in bhakti, right? So, one can be moment by moment Krishna conscious. Not that you keep on remembering Krishna only and you forget the activity that you are doing, right? So, when you are living a life of Krishna consciousness, although you may not be remembering Krishna at that moment or moment by moment, you are Krishna conscious. Just like Krishna said in Bhagavad Gita, in the 8th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. What is that shloka? Tasmat sarveshu kaleshu mamanusmara yudhyacha mayar pitamanobudher yomoy bhakta mame vaishitya samshayaha So he said that tasmat sarveshu kaleshu means at all times okay mam anusmara remember me Yudhyacha and also perform your yuddha, right? How can you always remember Krishna and also perform your yuddha also? I think last year in our kids class when I said this, uh, Aradhya was asking this question. How I have so many exams, I have to study so much, <laughs> children. So I have to study so much, uh, how can I uh, remember Krishna always? Yeah, that's, that's understood. <laughs> so Krishna said, Mamanusmara Sarveshu Kaleshu, always remember me and Yudhyacha. If Arjuna is always remembering Krishna, how can he fight in Kurukshetra war? Okay, so he is just releasing arrows on Karna and he remembers Krishna and he just starts releasing on Yudhishthira Maharaj, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So he gets distracted, right? You are cooking for Krishna, huh? you are cooking nicely for Krishna and then you start remembering Krishna, 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 then that is burnt. Right. Chapati will become coal, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, you are boiling some water uh, for rice and the water will disappear because you are remembering Krishna. So, always remember Krishna, that, na, that, that does not mean that we become spaced out in our activities. Yudhyacha. Perform your yuddha with full commitment. For Arjuna, fighting in Kurukshetra war is his duty. For us, there is some other duty, right? So we may be teachers, we may be students, we may be uh, carpenters, <laughs> we may be doctors, we may be actors, we may be this, we may be that, we may be businessmen. <laughs> so there may be so many different roles that we are playing, but we can be Krishna conscious provided our intention is to please Krishna. With a pure intent, we are trying to serve Krishna, but we are just doing the needful to survive in this material world. So. Activities for self-preservation will not put us out of the realm of pure Krishna consciousness. 
So when we are doing some activity for self-preservation, whether it is eating or sleeping or walking or drinking, whatever six items that are discussed here, asinaha, paryatan, ashtan, shayanaha, prapiban, bruvan, six activities are mentioned. They are like, everybody has to do this, walking, sitting, eating, this and that. So you can do that, but still you can be Krishna conscious. So walking, is it Krishna conscious? Yeah, you can walk. Because you are, your heart is just dedicated to Krishna, whatever you are doing, will become uh, Krishna Consciousness, because you are doing it for Self-Preservation. There is the shloka from the Mukundamala Stotra. It says, Jihve kirtaya keshavam muraripum cheto bhaja shridharam Panidvandvasamarchayachutakatha Shrotradvayatvam shrunum Krishnam lokaya lochanadvayaharer Kachangri Yugmalayam Jigra Grana Mukunda Pada Tulasiyam Murdhana Madhokshajam Jihve Kirtaya You have to use your tongue to speak something. Speak about Krishna. Jihve Kirtaya Keshavam Muraripum Cheto Bhajaha So you have to think of something. Think of Krishna. Think of Murari. Think of Keshava. Okay? That is Krishna Consciousness. So utilize your tongue to chant the holy names of Krishna chant the glories of Krishna and also utilize your mind to think of Krishna. Cheto bhaja shridharam pani dvandvasamarchaya with your two hands worship Krishna. Achyutakatha shrotradvayatvam shrunu Here the glories of Krishna with your two ears. Krishnam lokaya lochanadvayaharer Use your two eyes to see the beautiful form of Radhavallap. Right? Gachangri Yugmalayam Go to the temple. Uh, use your legs to walk towards the temple. Jigra Ghrana Mukunda Pada Tulasim. Use your nostrils to smell the Tulasi leaves offered to the lotus feet of Krishna. Murd and Jigra Ghrana Mukunda Pada Tulasim Murdhan Namadhokshajam. Offer obeisances with your head, bow down in front of Krishna. So like that. One can utilize all of the activities of one's senses in Krishna's service and become Krishna conscious and experience Govinda Parirambhitaha, experience the embrace of Krishna, right? So while performing Krishna consciousness, one of the greatest obstacles that comes on our way is the comments of people, right? People may have different other goals in life and they think that we are drifting away from those goals by being Krishna conscious. Oh, we are saying Krishna, 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 Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, always. What about this? What about that? There may be so many comments that we receive. And Prahalad also received those comments. So while doing all these six activities in relationship with Krishna, Prahalad received so many comments from his own father. Forget comments. He is being threatened to be killed by father, Hiranyakashipu. His guru is criticizing him. Chittam naiva nivartate kshanam api Shri Krishna pada bhujan Nindantu priya bandhava gurujana Grihnantu munchantuva Durvadam parighoshayantu manuja Vamshekalankostuva Tadruk premadharanu raga madhuna Matthayamanam tumi So chittam naiva nivartate kshanam api Prahalad is a wonderful example of 
Krishna consciousness proposes. Last line of the statement. Prahalad Maharaj is the vivid example of perfection in Krishna consciousness. Because whatever he is doing, he is thinking of Krishna. Right? So, chittam naiva nivartate kshanamapi. Let my mind not be deviated from the remembrance of Krishna even for a moment. Chittam naiva nivartate kshanamapi. Sri Krishna pada bhujan. Nindantu priya bandhava. Gurujana, Gurhanantu, Munchantuva means my Gurujana, means my elders, whether it is Guru or parents or whatever, or Priyabandhava, my relatives, my friends, let them criticize me, no problem. Nindantu Priyabandhava, Ninda means criticizing. Gurujana, Gurhanantu, Munchantuva, let them accept me or reject me, no problem. Right? So, Prahlad was being rejected by his father, Hiranyakashipu, and he was being criticized and chastised by his gurus. Who are they? Shanda and Amarka. So, Grhanantu Manjantava, let them accept me, let them reject me, no problem. Durvadam parighoshayantu manuja vamshekalankostuva. Durvadam means let people gossip about me. There is a lot of gossip in Hiranyakashipu's kingdom about Prahlad. Prahlad? He is chanting the names of Hari. We are chanting Hira, Hira, Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyakashipu, and then he's saying Hari, Hari. <laughs> so, what is this? Uh, he is the son of such a great uh, demon, the king of demons, Hiranyakashipu, and he is worshipping the enemy of Hiranyakashipu. So much of gossip about Prahlad in entire uh, the kingdom of uh, Hiranyakashipu, right? Durvadam parighoshayantu manuja. Let them gossip about me. Vamshe kalankostuva. Some people are thinking, especially Chanda and Namarka were commenting on. Prahalad, that you are a great uh, uh, defamy for our dynasty of demons. Our demoniac dynasty is like um, a sandalwood forest and Vishnu is like an axe. Prahalad, you are like the handle of that axe. You are destroying our dynasty. Okay, You are destroying the great name, fame and prestige of our dynasty by worshipping our enemy. <laughs> right? Vamshe kalankostuva. Vamsha Kalanka means to bring a black mark on one's family, right? As if he is coming from Surya Vamsha or Chandra Vamsha or something else. <laughs> he is coming from Hiranyakashipu Vamsha. <laughs> but uh, they are saying that our, our uh, family tradition is lost because you are saying Krishna Krishna, Govinda Govinda. Vamsha Kalanka Ostuva Tadrak Premadharanu Raga Madhuna Muttayamanam Tumi Prema dharanu raga madhuna because Prahalad is constantly experiencing the prema, the love of Krishna, the embrace of Govinda. You see, Govinda parirambhata means Prahalad is always thinking that although I am being thrown from mountain cliffs into this ocean, I feel that Govinda is hugging me. <laughs> okay, although I am thrown into fire, I feel like Govinda is hugging me. Although poison is given to me to drink, I feel like Govinda is embracing me. Although uh, so many big elephants are utilized to just trample over me, I feel that Govinda is hugging me. Right? So Prahalad is perceiving that hug of Govinda. Govinda Parirambhita, always. So that happens by Smaranam. That happens by always remembering Krishna. So, Tadrak. Uh, Premadharanu Raga Madhuna Mattayamanam Tumi Mattayamanam Tumi means I am totally intoxicated with 
the remembrance of lord govinda therefore i am not perceiving the material difficulties right so this is the greatest example set by the characters of shrimad bhagavatam bhagavatam is that scripture that glorifies the pure devotional service to the highest possible extent not only in its description of philosophy of bhakti but also in showing so many examples of great personalities like prahlad dhruva kunti pandavas chitraketu maharaj that no, vartrasur right so many gopis of vrindavan the topmost examples so this is smaranam all the gopis of vrindavan they are sitting in uh, their homes and krishna is wandering in the forests but the gopis are constantly thinking of krishna same thing like what prahlad is doing asinah paryatan ashnan shayanah prapibhavan bhruvan while doing all these regular physical activities is thinking of krishna right the gopis of vrindavan also are doing the same uh, they were saying uh, what is that shloka by sukadeva goswami in the 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam he says yado haneva hanane mathanopalepa prinkankhanar bharudito kshanam arjanadau gayanti chainam anuraktadhiyo shrukanthyo dhanyavrajastriya urukrama chittayanah yado hane while milking cows vahanane while threshing grains okay mathana while churning buttermilk upalepa while taking a mixture of cow dung and clay and putting lep on their uh, on their walls and doing some rangolis there right mathanopalepa prankankhana while swinging on swings arbharudita while taking care of their crying babies marjanado ukshana marjanado means they are sweeping the floors of vrindavan and they are sprinkling that floors with water mixed with cow dung like this right have you seen our grandmothers do <laughs> so not sure whether it's possible here <laughs> uh, sprinkling our courtyard with cow dung water <laughs> right so while doing all these basic regular activities that they do in their household they're thinking of krishna right yado hane vahane mathanopalepa prankankhanar bharudito kshanamarjanadau gayanti chainam anuraktadhiyo shrukanthyo while doing these trivial household activities gayanti they are singing chainam anuraktadhiyo with their hearts completely immersed and drenched in love for krishna anuraktadhiyo ashrukanthyo they are having tears in their eyes out of love for krishna and not that they are burning the milk that they are boiling okay not that they are spoiling the recipe that they are cooking not that they are uh, while sprinkling water in their courtyards they are sprinkling on some gopas and gopis also <laughs> they are focused in their activity also but they are doing everything for krishna right so gayanti chainam anurakta dhiyoshru kanthyo dhanyavrajastriya urukrama chittayanah dhanya the gopis of vrindavan are the most fortunate people because urukrama chittayanah their chitta their mind is constantly hovering over the thoughts of lord urukrama krishna right so one can be krishna conscious while doing perfectly well in their external duties that's what is the example being set by prahlad and gopis and many other personalities all the great kings in in shrimad bhagavatam prahlad yudhishthir maharaj dhruva maharaj prahlad maharaj uh, then ambarish maharaj 
Ambrish is also similar sloka. Savai manaha Krishna padara vindayor vachamsi vaikuntha gunana varnane. So many things. How he utilized all his senses in Krishna's service. So they are doing, uh, they are fulfilling the responsibilities of their material life. Definitely. But while doing so, they are also being detached from the material enjoyment and they are attached to Krishna at heart. Do the needful on the material plane and try to focus on Krishna. That's what all these great personalities are teaching us, right? The gopis. And then there is no fear of material existence. The, the world uh, is filled with uh, materialism, but that world which is filled with materialism will not affect the inspiration of a devotee to the degree a devotee is absorbed in bhakti like this, right? So like we see Prahalad in his prayers, he says that Naiva dvije paradhuratyaya vaitaranyaha Tvadvirya gayana mahamrta magna chittaha Socheta tovimukhacheta sa indriyartha Maya sukhaya bharamudvaha tovimudhan here he is saying, Prahalad in his prayers, My dear Lord, I have absolutely no fear of material existence. Why? I am doing all this. Whether I am eating or sleeping or walking or drinking or whatever I am doing, I am Govinda Parirambhita, I am being embraced by you. And on top of it, uh, you know, what ensures Krishna, being Krishna conscious while doing all these six activities? Hearing. Right? Tvadvirya gayana mahamrta magna chittaha. Chitta means mind. Magna means it is completely immersed. In where? Where? Where is it immersed? Tvadvirya gayana mahamrta. Tvad means your. Virya means prowess. Your pastimes. Gayana means singing. Mahamrta means great nectar. Because my mind is completely immersed in the great nectar of the narration of your glories, I am not perceiving any material tribulations. I am not perceiving any material temptations. We can be uh, unaffected by all the temptations and tribulations in the material world to the degree we absorb our minds in glorification of Krishna. You may think it's too far out. My God, Prahalad is like being Kavinda Parirambhata always, Jihve Kirtaya. It seems like very lofty. But at sadhaka level also, we can perceive that pleasure of Krishna consciousness. We can absorb ourselves in different elements of sadhana and we can also experience Krishna's love. Anyone has here? Like you felt Krishna is merciful. Right? Even in the practice level. Right? You felt that Krishna is merciful upon me. Krishna is showering his blessings upon me. Krishna is definitely caring for me. So, Prahalad is perceiving that care. Prahalad, Prabhupada is giving this example in the purport that a small child being cared for, his, cared for by his parents doesn't experience any difficulty. Right? So, here, let me read that. A small child while being cared for by his mother does not know how the needs of the body for eating, sleeping, lying down, passing water, evacuation are being fulfilled. Right? He is simply satisfied to be in the lap of his mother. Similarly, Prahlad also is perceiving that motherly affection, fatherly affection from the Lord. Once, when Dhruva was insulted by Suruchi, he came running to Mother Suruchi, Suniti. And Suniti said, my dear Prahlad, don't hate her. 
right although she has insulted you you don't desire harm for her second she said that my dear prahlad please understand whatever difficulties we face in our life are only results of our past misdeeds she is not saying that oh, suruchi has done a misdeed now tomorrow she will experience the problem <laughs> no 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 she is saying we have done some misdeed in the past now we are getting that reaction through suruchi not from suruchi whenever we are experiencing some difficulty through somebody like because of someone's activities we should not misunderstand that oh this person is causing me trouble no we have caused our own trouble and this person is like an agent right <laughs> so he is like a postman carefully delivering our quota of uh, suffering to us right my dear sir take this and you can start hating that person increase the karma <laughs> increase the suffering <laughs> right so it is coming from getting uh, coming through them not from them third point she said was take shelter of krishna whatever you want you take shelter of krishna she says i am just one mother can give you affection of one mother only but krishna can give you the combined affection of millions of mothers put together can you just imagine how much affection uh, that would that be uh, when you multiply the affection of uh, million mothers right million mothers affection is put together at one place you can just overwhelming affection that's what krishna can shower upon each and every one of us provided we take to the path of bhakti seriously right so ultimately it boils down to uh, our absorption in hearing harikatha let us sincerely hear the glories of krishna when we are hearing about krishna from uh, great devotees bona fide devotees in the line of uh, bona fide guru parampara then that sincere hearing sincere shravanam will inspire us to love krishna right there is this beautiful prayer by prithu maharaj in the fourth canto of shrimad bhagavatam he says that my dear lord i don't want mukti i don't want heaven i reject heaven i don't want the happiness of enjoying in swargaloka and i don't even want this brahmananda the happiness of merging in this uh, in this impersonal brahmajyoti then what do you want sa uttama shloka mahanmukhachito bhavatpadam bhoja sudhakananilam smritim punarvismrta tatvavatmanam kuyoginam no vitaratyalam varaihi sa uttama shloka mahanmukhachito when mahan when great devotees are glorifying krishna the love that they have for the lord within their hearts is just coming from their mouths right the saffron dust particles of krishna's lotus feet that they are carrying within their hearts are emanating from their mouths and when those sound vibrations are entering our ear holes you know what will happen smritim punar vismrta tatva vartmanam so the conditioned souls in this material world are vismrta tatva vartmanam simple sanskrit vartmana means they are wandering vismrta means they have forgotten what they have forgotten tatva their own tatva what is the jeeva tatva jeevera swarupahai krishnera nitya das they have forgotten their tatva of being das so we have forgotten that we are servants of krishna we are wandering in this material world forgetting our identity we have identity crisis in this material world when we hear from a pure devotee we will be restored uh, into our real identities as servants of krishna smritim punar we will again remember smritim punar vismrta tatva vartmanam that's the 
uh, that's the uh, meaning of this line so when we hear from pure devotees repeatedly then we will remember our original identities as servants of krishna then this becomes very natural this becomes a natural outcome of that uh, sincere hearing so we think that this prahlad's example gopi's example is too far not for us not for us if it is not for us why they are mentioned in bhagavatam and why we are asked to read bhagavatam they are for us only yes it will take some time to reach that stage but we can take our baby steps to reach that stage and the first step is to hear harikatha sincerely how did prahlad come to this level of ashinah paryatan ashnan shayanah pripiban bruvan govinda parirambhitah how did he come to that stage he has heard sincerely from narada muni even while within the womb of his mother right because of that sincere hearing from a sincere devotee prahlad maharaj is equipped with the ability to constantly remember krishna despite facing hundreds and thousands of difficulties on a material plane so we need to be uh, flying in an airplane of spiritual consciousness flying in an airplane of spiritual intelligence then the problems in the material world seem very insignificant when you are flying in an airplane all the uh, roads and buses and cars and rivers and even oceans <laughs> houses skyscraper buildings all of them look so insignificant like small small matchboxes right small dots on the google map right when you are flying in an airplane right but when you are walking on the road one traffic signal comes and then you are stuck there five minutes seven minutes especially if it is mumbai traffic or <laughs> bangalore traffic okay so here not much traffic is there very good <laughs> so when traffic signal is there you are stuck here on the road but when you are flying in an airplane no traffic red light on the road will stop you right you can just go so we need to lift our mind we need to lift our consciousness we need to lift our intelligence to a spiritual plane when you are flying in the spiritual airplane okay of spiritual consciousness then the material difficulties of red lights cannot stop us the problems look very insignificant very small very tiny when we are there there is a big truck in front of you you are traveling in a small car that seems a big obstacle but when you are there in the air that big truck will look like a small matchbox it cannot stop you <laughs> right so we need to hear harikatha and we need to spiritualize our intelligence we need to spiritualize our mind with that pure spiritual consciousness spiritual intelligence when we are traveling in a spiritual plane the material problems will become insignificant they exist not that they cease to exist they continue to exist but they don't affect us they don't overwhelm us okay that's what we can see from these examples of prahlad and other vaishnavas in shrimad bhagavatam then because prahlad has heard sincerely from narada muni he developed that spiritual consciousness then he was able to see this greatest problems of death threats constant death threats at the age of 5 So you just compare our problems with prahlad's problems compare your problem whatever financial problem health problem this problem that problem with prahlad's problem yeah we have to deal with it definitely <laughs> prahlad is being constantly uh, threatened uh, to be killed by his own father so none of us have such a great problem compare our problems with uh, the problems of pandavas 
<laughs> compare our problems with problems of Sita Devi in Ramayana, <laughs> right? So our problems seem very insignificant. Therefore, we need to understand by reading Srimad Bhagavatam, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam on a regular basis, we need to understand that several pure devotees also faced problems, faced so many tribulations, but they were unaffected because they were absorbing their minds in Harikatha. Itinandada Yogopaha Krishna Ramakathamuda Kurvanto Ramamanascha Navindam Bhavavedanam Nandada Yogopa, the Gopas headed by Nanda Maharaj, they were constantly uh, absorbed in discussing about Krishna's pastimes. Krishna will kill, uh, say, Arishtasur or Vyomasur or Vatsasur, Bakasur. All the Gopas will see Krishna killing these demons. They would come back to their homes, they will speak to their elders. My dear mother, I have seen Krishna killing this Bakasur in this way. But your father, I have seen uh, Krishna killing Vatsasur in this way. We all got Kapitha fruits. And all the elderly Gopas, they also start discussing about Krishna's activities. Navindam Bhavavedanam. They did not experience any material tribulations, right? So we can save ourselves from all material temptations and material tribulations to the degree we hear Harikatha, to the degree we take pleasure in discussing Harikatha amongst other devotees. That's what devotees are meant to do. Machitta madgata prana bodhayantaha parasparam kathayantascha mamnityam tushyanticha ramanticha Machitta, devotees are completely absorbed in discussing about Harikatha. That's the root of Sravanam, root of Smaranam. They are on the level of Smaranam. How did they come to the level of Smaranam? Because they read Shravanam. So constant hearing, constant studying of Srimad Bhagavatam will bring us to that level. To conclude, let us remember that shloka where Bhagavatam promises right at the outset. Bhagavatam is promising, I will relieve you from all tapatriyas. Dharma projita kaita votra paramo nirmat saranam satam vidyam vastava matra vasto shivadam tapatrayon mulanam Bhagavatam promised right in the beginning. Second shloka. After the invocation shloka, huh, where the characteristics of the Supreme Lord are very nicely glorified in Janmadhyay Syataha, then Bhagavatam says that I will cause tapatraya unmulanam. I will relieve you from all the three tapatrayas. What does that mean? If you read Srimad Bhagavatam, that does not mean mosquitoes will not bite you. That does not mean rain will not affect you. That does not mean cold winds will not affect you. You still have to wear mufflers and sweaters, right? That's fine. Bhagavatam is tapatrayon mulanam. So what does that mean? It means that Bhagavatam will equip our consciousness with the necessary maturity to see misery as mercy of Krishna. This is not misery. Krishna has arranged this misery for my purification. Krishna has mercifully arranged this misery for my purification. Okay? Probably if this misery is not there, I would not have taken bhakti seriously. So devotees have that spiritual vision. Devotees see all uh, circumstances in, in life as God sent. So they will be able to see Krishna's hand behind all happenings in this world and Bhagavatam equips our consciousness with that ability to perceive Krishna's hand in all circumstances as Prahlad is perceiving, the Vrajavasis are perceiving, Ambarish is perceiving and many other great personalities in Bhagavatam are perceiving. So these are a few thoughts on this beautiful shloka and purport. So I'll conclude here, 8.35, I think I went 5 minutes beyond time, <laughs> sorry for that. Thank you very much. Granthraya Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Any questions or comments?
Yes, Prabhu. Oh, mic is there. Oh, mic is there. <laughs> no questions? Okay. Yes, Prabhu. I think it will be okay. Okay. So, what I wanted to ask is that Krishna is knows everything and He controls everything. Uh, so, why people when they ask wrong things, why do, do they get those boons in the start? Why not there is a check in place that, okay, you are asking with wrong intention, you are not going to get this boon. Why there is that check is not pl in place because they do so much austerity with mm -hmm. wrong intention and mm -hmm. they get the boon and they lose like what they already have. Boons like from he, he, yes, mm -hmm. Prabhuji. So okay. he was determined already. Mm -hmm. He had the determination. He could have been a very great devotee with all that determination and everything. Mm -hmm. But instead of that, he got the boon with wrong intention and then he tried to use it against the Lord instead of using that boon in making more devotees and... Mm. So why uh, demoniac people get boons, right? In, in essence, <laughs> why materialistic people become prosperous, to make it more generic. So the answer is that everybody has some free will, some minute independence. Without that minute independence, we are like machines, okay? The Lord gives some independence to all the living beings. He's supremely independent as minute amshas of the Lord. Mama Yuvam Shu Jiva Loke. As minute amshas of the Lord, we also have some minute independence. Right? So if the Lord interferes with that independence, then we are machines and we are not living beings. So therefore, the Lord doesn't interfere with our independence. It's up to us how to utilize it. Someone wants to use that free will, that little independence to desire something which is beneficial. Sometimes people may use it to desire something which is harmful. Right? The father may give pocket money to the child. Say, okay, take this pocket money, take this fifty dollars, use it the way you want. And the child is utilizing it for good purposes. Well, oh, great. He's, he's purchasing a nice uh, uh, bouquet and gifting it to the mother on her birthday. Wow! <laughs> the child is using the pocket money for such a nice uh, loving activity. But if the father sees that the child is using these fifty dollars to smoke cigarettes, then the father will cut down the pocket money, right? No more pocket money for you. For you. You're wasting money. You're spoiling yourself. You're ruining yourself. Okay? Then the father will cut down the pocket money. Similarly, the Lord gives some independence to some living beings and if they use it nicely, the Lord will increase that independence. If they misuse it, the Lord will decrease that independence and that manifests in different life forms that the living beings take. In animal forms, reduced independence. Bird forms, reduced independence. Human form, more independence. Devatas, little more independence, like that, okay? The Lord expands and contracts independence, okay? So, depending on our own activities, right? So, the Lord doesn't interfere with that. So, if someone is very keen to enjoy in a material plane, to utilize all the prosperity one has for wrong purposes, the Lord will not stop. The Lord will definitely give some intuition from within as Paramatma. Even bad people also get some kind of sound from within. Oh, it's bad, it's bad. But still, they are bent on doing that bad. The Lord says, okay, fine, do it. Mm? At your own risk. The Lord will, Lord will just uh, reciprocate with the adamant nature of that person. Okay? And, uh, and 
in the case of uh, uh, this materialistic people although they are apparently being prosperous because of their past good activities now that they are misusing their independence they will not become prosperous they will not remain prosperous forever their prosperity will go down right so now their current prosperity is a product of their past good because of their current good they will get future um, problems right that's that's nature so that's the general uh, answer coming to hiranyakashipu's case yeah it's a part of the lord's pastime so hiranyakashipu and hiranyaksha were jaya and vijaya who were in the spiritual world and the four kumaras cursed them they came to down to this planet they were bound to act in an envious way in an angry way towards the lord troubled devotees so that the lord can come in different avatars like varaha and uh, narasimha kill them and experience fighting pleasure so in the case of hiranyakashipu hiranyaksha ravana kumbhakarna shishupala dantavakra uh, they are jaya and vijaya they are meant to give fighting pleasure to the lord it's a part of the pastime at the same time while this is happening the lord is also giving so many lessons to us through ravana he has given so many lessons through hiranyakashipu he has given so many lessons one we discussed today although they exhibit so much of self control to get the boons once they receive the boons they become victim of uncontrolled senses <laughs> right so we can learn a lesson from it so the lord uh, does you know in our engineering and in our masters we have an uh, subject called linear and nonlinear optimization okay <laughs> i don't i forgot all of that now <laughs> but anyways optimization means they give some conditions minimize this maximize this uh, to uh, fulfill this need something like that so optimization means you have you are given so many conditions and you need to find the optimal solution uh, with respect to all these conditions set so the lord solves a multi constrained optimization problem right in one activity the lord can perform so many things the lord can reveal so many lessons the lord can fulfill the desires of so many devotees lord can punish so many demons lord can give so many lessons to all of us he can do many things right so these are some thoughts <laughs> based on what you asked yes mataji mike Does it answer the question? Yeah. Hare Krishna. Uh, thank you so much for the class. Um, you were giving the examples of pure devotees who can um, think always of Krishna. So, is it um, is it just a lack of purity that we can't always think of Krishna while performing our duties, or is it? a limitation of our mind is it a limitation of our own the human mind or our own mind yeah both are correct because uh, when we are not fully pure we cannot remember krishna it's lack of purity definitely um, but sometimes we may underestimate ourselves oh i cannot do this i cannot do this no we have the ability to do that we have the potential to do it right so we need to invoke that potential by by prayers by doing our sadhana by following the regimen given by the acharyas so we need to invoke that potential yes it's it's both <laughs> uh, we can purify our mind and allow krishna to enter that mind is that what you are asking anything more you want to clarify the question uh, just 
uh, limitation of the mind, they can only f think of what we're doing and we can't yeah, think of Krishna the same yeah, way. Yeah, mind, at this moment, you may find that the mind has only this much capacity, but actually speaking, every mind has unlimited capacity. Unlimited capacity. Within a second, the mind can just go to Svargalok. Mind is faster than uh, the fastest airplane, right? So mind has, mind is very strong. Mind is very powerful. It's not a limitation of mind. It's basically the limitation imposed on mind because of our own uh, lack of uh, uh, commitment to the path. So we can purify our mind by uh, by following the regimen given by the Acharyas. Okay, let me tell you one small thing. In the twelfth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna gives three things. means constantly engage your mind in thinking of me. That is called Smaranatmika Bhakti, which is highest plane. Okay. If you can't do that, come to the second. Engage your intelligence in me. So, engaging intelligence in Krishna means to understand Krishna as God by studying Shastra and planning for Krishna service, this and that. So, if you can't always think of Krishna, if you can't always do Smaranatmika Bhakti, engage your intelligence in Krishna, that is called Mananatmika Bhakti. Right? So, if you can't even do that, then do Abhyasa Rupa Bhakti, engage your senses in Krishna's service. Right? So, but Prabhupada has given as a resume where we involve all three, mind, intelligence and senses. So, engaging senses in Krishna's service seems the easiest thing to do. Like we are asked to do some physical activity for serving Krishna, whether it is cooking or making garlands or cleaning the temple or, or some other physical activity in the service of the Lord. So, that for eight hours for example, we can easily do it. But eight hours of reading Bhagavatam, it becomes a little difficult. Eight hours of chanting, it's even, even more difficult, right? But actually speaking, when you're chanting, you're not doing much. You're not getting tired, okay, apparently, physically. But that seems to be the most difficult activity uh, because you're engaging mind there in chanting. When you're, when you're reading scripture, you're engaging your intelligence there. When you're doing some physical service, we're engaging our senses, our body. So. Out of all these three, Smaranatmika Bhakti, Mananatmika Bhakti, Abhyasarupa Bhakti, or Bhakti done on the mental level, Bhakti done on the intellectual level, Bhakti done on the uh, bodily level, physical level. Of all these three, highest is Smaranatmika, mind, right? So it's very difficult. So it's very difficult uh, for an average sadhaka to constantly absorb mind in Krishna consciousness, but that. Uh, that uh, is not a reason for discouragement uh, to be get discouraged. We try to engage ourselves in all three as much as possible and by doing so the limitations of the mind are kind of uh, eliminated and slowly we will discover the real capacity of mind to always think of Krishna. We have that potential to always think of Krishna, right? So just like a small child is there, like his, his thinking ability, his intellectual abilities are very poor, right? So as they grow, naturally their intelligence keeps growing. Their, their thought pattern becomes more refined, right? So, uh, like that, we uh, may be children in Krishna consciousness. As we practice Krishna consciousness more and more, our intellectual ability or mental ability will also keep increasing. As devotees advance, 
devotees spend more time, devotees become older. <laughs> Physical capacity will just go low. <laughs> but mental capacity, their, their absorption, their concentration is much higher. Right? So by just following the regimen given by the Acharyas, we will be able to tap that potential which is there within us innately. Make sense, Mataji? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Any other question, comment? Yes, Mataji. Hare Krishna. Uh, <coughs> Prabhuji, thank you for the class. Uh, Prabhuji, uh, I just had a question. Um, what checks can we use to know when self-preservation activities are, you know, crossing over into false ego or over uh, greed or over endeavor? Because uh, in modern society, you know, it's very hard to distinguish between wants and needs and cost of living is just increasing exponentially. Mm. So, uh, my self-preservation, my attempts for self-preservation, <laughs> are they uh, too much or within limits? So basically, how much is too much, uh, the individual has to evaluate. As you said, cost of living at some places is very high. For that, we need to earn more. Cost of living at some places is little less. So, we can be satisfied with little, okay? So, there is no fixed formula for that, right? This much only you have to earn. It depends on the time, place, circumstances, candidates, geographical locations where we are in, right? So basically, what is recommended for devotees who are leading their household life and performing uh, bhakti yoga is that they should earn whatever is required for their maintenance, plus they should earn more. Some surplus has to be there. Suddenly COVID can come, <laughs> right? We need, we can have some medical emergencies, some other health emergencies, right? We need to attend to those emergencies. For that, we should have some surplus. This is formula given by our Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, he told Vasudeva Datta uh, that you should take care of the accounts of this devotee, okay? Basically, if we spend everything that we are earning in Krishna consciousness only, when some physical emergency, emergency in regards to self-preservation comes, we may not be able to attend to it. So, definitely we need to earn whatever is required for our maintenance, the bare minimum part, plus we can also have some savings and some kind of, uh, uh, you know, extra surplus funds to attend to the emergency needs, right? And Rupa Goswami's formula is there. 50% for Krishna Consciousness, 25% for personal emergencies, 25% for <laughs> relatives and family. So, how much effectively we may be able to apply these ideal standards depends on the individual. But these are some, some guidelines given. So, basic attend, to attend basic needs, we need some money plus some surplus to attend to emergencies. If it is too much, then we can always utilize that to serve Vaishnavas. Makes sense, Mahathir? Does it answer the question? How much is too much? Individual has to decide, right? Depending on where you are living <laughs> and uh, how many people are there at home and where is the home, <laughs> okay? All that matters. Any other question? So, all this Mm. So that philosophy should be very strongly put it up. Then depending on that, more, to be more Krishna conscious, what will, what circumstances will 
Prabhuji, thank you for the class. Um, Prabhu, you spoke about Krishna having that Krishna consciousness throughout mm. in doing whatever activity we are doing. And um, you also spoke a few verses from Mukunda Mala. And in one of the verses there, it also talks about... Um, um, Comments by society. No, no. Uh, so, Kulushekar Alwar actually says that at the end of our life, I'm, at the end of my life, I might not be able to recite or take your name, so I'm uh. chanting your names now. So apart from um, having that Krishna consciousness in our life, as one of the lessons from that verse, is there more to it that we can learn? Yeah, speaking about Krishna Tvadiya, that shloka, Pada Pankaja Panjaramte. Is it that? Uh, Prabhu, it's that, um, you know, the Kapha. Kapha Vata, no, same thing. Yeah. Prana Prayana Samaye Kapha Vata So, there is this shloka in the 8th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Antakale cha mameva smaran muktva kallevaram yah prayati samadbhavam yati nastyatra samshayaha. One who constantly remembers me, especially at the time of living body, will definitely reach me. To come to that stage, we need to do this. Tasma sarveshu kaleshu mamanusmaruddhicha. So that's mentioned. So, in connection with this, Krishna Tvadiya Padapankaja Panjaramte means, uh, my dear Lord, I may not be able to remember you at that time where my, uh, what to say, uh, when I am on the deathbed, where I am unable to uh, focus on your holy name, uh, I may not reach you because of not being able to remember you, better you take me now itself. There is a prayer like that. And even in Isopanishad also, one of the mantras say that, My dear Lord, please remember all the services that I have done to you throughout my life. You remember and remind me about you, so that I can reach you at the time of death. So, there is a prayer like that. So, Prabhupada simply says, one more thing, these slokas are quoted in each other's purports also. Isopanishad shloka, Bhagavad Gita shloka and, and Mukundamala stotra shloka also. Mukundamala stotra, if you see the purport, I think Bhagavad Gita is referred to there, if I recollect exactly. So, uh, Prabhupada says, a devotee need not remind the Lord like this. Okay? Out of humility, sometimes devotees may say, I may not be able to remember you at the time of death. Out of humility they are saying that. Even in the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, there are some priests who were conducting the sacrifice of King Nabi. They also said, my dear Lord, please allow us to remember you at the time of our death, otherwise we will end up somewhere else. <laughs> right? Yam yam bhavan, that will happen. We'll become deers or something like that. Okay? So, a devotee out of humility may remind the Lord to remember our services. Out of humility, the devotee may think that I may not be able to remember you at the time of death. But Prabhupada says that devotee need not remind the Lord. The Lord will anyways remember. First point, he will never forget. We may forget, he will not forget. And he will give us remembrance also. So, if we are sincere in our practice of bhakti throughout our life, Krishna will create a situation around us where we will be forced to remember Him, okay? When devotees are just passing away, there are so many devotees surrounding the devotees chanting Hare Krishna loudly. So, Krishna will ensure that we remember Him at the time of death and reach Him. But if some sadhana is pending, some purification is pending, Krishna will at least give us an opportunity 
to continue our bhakti in the next lifetime. That much is guaranteed in the case of a devotee. So they will be able to remember Krishna at the time of death. And for some reason, if they are unable to, Krishna will arrange for that remembrance of Krishna at the time of death. Or at least Krishna will give them another life where they continue the practice of bhakti. Okay? So, all this, we should have that confidence and trust in Krishna's intention and Krishna's ability to protect us, to save us. Make sense? Thank you. We'll conclude here. One more question. I don't know how much time we have. Is Belavan Prabhu? Two, three questions. Huh? Yeah, exactly. I had the similar, same question as... So, in the interest of time, are you also able to recite that Krishna Tvadiya Padapankaja Panjaramte Adyaiva me vishatumanasa rajahamsa Pranaprayana samaye kafapata pittaihi Kanthava rodhana vidhau shravanau kutaste Smaranau kutaste Okay, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Prabhu. Uh, just one final question is, your class was very inspiring, especially the way you recite yeah. the shlokas. The way you recite the shlokas is very inspiring. And as preachers, how do we imbibe this? How did you actually get into this? If you can just share a couple of minutes. How did you start practicing shlokas in reciting in this meter? How did you develop the love for shlokas? If you can just shower your thoughts, then what happens as preachers, we will be able to pick it up. We, we know some shlokas, we are able to tell, but that meter and the... It's, it's amazing, very inspiring. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, more than remembering the shloka, reciting the shloka, understanding the meaning of the shloka and applying it in our life is more important. Okay? First point. <laughs> as far as remembering the shloka and reciting is concerned, uh, that could happen because of the past culture, upbringing, in our childhood. Uh, like, I have seen our elders, especially my father and some pujaris in the temple that we are living close to. So, they were reciting all this uh, Bhagavad Gita, Vishnu Sahasranam, Mantra Pushpam, uh, then there is uh, Purusha Suktam, Shri Suktam. So, I grew up hearing all that. In our school, there is a compulsory uh, a recitation session. Every day morning, 45 minutes, there is Gita recitation. Okay? And uh, Vishnu Sahasranam recitation, there is uh, this Mantra Pushpam, Rudra Namakam Jamakam, all this are there. Purusha Suktam recitation. So we grew up hearing that, but I never knew the meaning till I came to Giscon, <laughs> opened Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita. So we have recited Bhagavad Gita several times as children, but we hardly knew any meanings. Now our, these children, know the meanings of so many shlokas very nicely because they are living a life of Krishna consciousness right from beginning because of their parents. So, as far as remembering is concerned, uh, I didn't have a specific practice for myself. I would always say this only, you need to love the shloka either for its meaning or for its melody, meter. Some shlokas are very rhyming, very beautiful. Tadeva ramyam ruchiram navam navam tadeva shashvan manasomahotsavam So like that they are very nicely sounding. <laughs> so Bhagavatam shlokas are shrotramano bhiramat. Means shrotra means ears, mana means heart. Abhiramat means they are enchanting. Bhagavatam shlokas are enchanting to the ears with their sound. Bhagavatam shlokas are enchanting to the heart with their meaning. So, when you fall in love with the meaning or the sound of a shloka, it will enter your memory. 
fall in love with the meaning or the meter of the shloka, they will make their ways into your memory. So because when you love the shloka for its meaning, some shlokas are very meaningful, they have profound meaning. Not all shlokas have meaning, very profound meaning, but some shlokas with their meaning they really touch you. When you're reading Bhagavad Gita and reading Bhagavatam, some statement that Prabhupada makes, or some shloka that Sukadeva Goswami says, it just really pierces you, right? At our current level of uh, realization, with the, our current purity of consciousness, we found that the shloka is most relatable to us. So, as soon as you find a relatable shloka like that, you naturally tend to repeatedly recite it. It goes into the memory. Right? And there are many, many more keys we can discuss in our <laughs> weekend uh, sessions. Uh, there are many more ways of reciting and remembering shlokas, but these are first thing. Fall in love with the shloka either for its meter or for meaning. It will enter your memory. <laughs> okay, thank you. Prabhu. Yes, Prabhu. Um, can you differentiate between <coughs> the meanings of I don't know the English words are there, you can see the dictionary exactly. Basically austerity means the voluntarily accepting some inconvenience upon oneself to attain a higher purpose. That's what tapasya is. Sometimes it's translated as austerity, sometimes penance, I don't know the technical difference in terms of English words. But tapasya, the Sanskrit word basically means doing some thing that may be inconvenient to you, but you are aspiring for a higher purpose. Okay, we'll conclude here. Thank you, it's nine o'clock exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Granthraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Are you, you got it?